BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and 15 gigs of data and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash jesse and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. That's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chews. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chews. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, get 10% off. A heavy day on the Republican side, on the American side, on the culture war side. We'll try to give you some smiles, but we have to talk about all this stuff. And I'm not going to let this go. Why aren't people dying in droves in Florida? Well, that's coming up next on I'm Right.
I love politics. You love politics. It's probably a love-hate thing with you like it is for me, but it's something that I think is extremely important. I mean, clearly, as you look around, you can tell politics is extremely important. So as far as hobbies go, as far as passions go, it's a pretty healthy one to find, right? I've had my periods of time in my life where I was obsessed with sports, and there's nothing wrong with being obsessed with sports. I hope you're a sports fan. But in the end, does it really matter? Politics does really matter. Determines the future of your nation, the future of your children, what kind of world they're going to live in. So it does matter. So we care about that. And I do believe that we on the right need to start becoming more committed, as the left is, to politics. That's why they've taken over the culture, because they were always committed. That school board race you and I didn't care about, I'm just as guilty. Yeah, they cared about it. Now they're deciding what your little Johnny reads in school. The state rep race, the district attorney race. Ah, who cares? That's, that's our thinking, right? Who's running for Senate? Ah, they're putting DAs in. They decide who goes to jail and who doesn't. They're thinking, always moving forward. So you and I need to be more committed. But I will tell you this. As somebody who believes the right has to be a lot more committed than we are, I'm never going to commit myself so much to my cause that it becomes an all-encompassing religion to me that I can't ever let go. I'm going to tell you something about me because I'm about to get to this brief mass shooting thing here. I'm going to tell you something about me. I love politics, as you know. You know when I stop dealing in politics for the day? I stop dealing in politics for the day about 10 and a half seconds after this earpiece comes out of my ear and this show's over. After that, I'm done. Obviously, I'll stay up on the news. I have to do that. But after that, I'm letting it go. I'm never going to become what they are. Because I see this mass shooting rhetoric and news out there and I, I wonder if people can see themselves. Can they not see themselves? I'm not going to talk about the mass shooting. I'm just not going to do it. Why? I don't do mass shooting for two reasons. I don't do mass shooting TV for two, two reasons. One, it is not an unknown. It is a known. It is a known fact that whatever the cause, whatever the shooter's reasonings, reasoning is, they do this in part now because of the fame that comes with it, the fame that gets attached to their name. So you'll never hear me say the name of one of these guys. It all started with that disgusting Columbine stuff, and we put their names out there time and time again, and now every sick, demonic freak that wants to go murder some people wants to be famous as he does it. So one, I don't do mass shooting because I don't do the names, and two, this is a reality. I'm not trying to bring you down. We're going to move on here in just a second, but this is a reality of life. Somebody's father, husband, wife, daughter, brother, son, they went off to a grocery store yesterday to get some bread. And they never came home. And as a parent, two sons, I realize I'm a bad person, but I do love my sons. That's my worst nightmare. And I couldn't imagine if I had to live through that, God forbid, but if I ever had to live through something like that, seeing politicians or pundits on either side making it political. I'm going to play you the President of the United States right now. And so I actually want you for once to set aside your hatred for Joe Biden, set aside Democrats, set aside Republican. As best you can, put yourself in the shoes of a parent who lost a son and your president gets up and talks like this. 
I want to be very clear. This is the one thing I do know enough to say on in terms of what's happened there. While we're still waiting for more information regarding the shooter, his motive, the weapons he used, the guns, the magazines, the weapons, the modifications that apparently have taken place to those weapons that are involved here, I don't need to wait another minute, let alone an hour, to take common sense steps that will save the lives in the future and to urge my colleagues in the House and Senate to act. We can ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines in this country once again. I got that done when I was a senator. It passed. It was law for the longest time. And it brought down these mass killings. We should do it again. We can close the loopholes in our background check system. That disgusts me. I, I'm, not, I'm not indifferent about that. That disgusts me putting myself in the shoes of somebody who lost someone. And that's why I won't do it. So we're moving on. Christy Nome is the story today. She is the governor so many of us have admired from South Dakota. Let's be totally fair to Christy Nome before I go into what happened. Christy Nome is the dime of a governor in South Dakota who was on the money when it came to coronavirus. The rest of the country passing coronavirus lockdowns and panic and you have to do this and you have to do that. To her credit, this woman stood strong. I want to be clear about that. To her credit, this woman stood strong, said we're not going to do this. We're not going to wreck South Dakota for this. And she, because of that, put herself in prime contention to potentially be the next Republican for president if she wants. I don't even know if she wants that. I don't have any information on that. However, Legislation just passed and got sent to her desk in South Dakota. Strict legislation banning all this transgender in women's sports nonsense. And I mean all of it. Absolutely all of it. Grade school, high school, college. Christy Nome has this thing sitting on her desk and has publicly made it known she doesn't want to sign it now. She wants some edits made. She wants some things adjusted on it. I need every Republican leader to hear me now before I go into this Christy Nome thing. There is not a list of positions you have to take on taxes, abortion, Second Amendment, whatever. There's not a checklist you have to have in order to be the next leader of the right. There's not. There used to be. There's not. There's one thing you need now. People on the right are desperate. People on the right feel like their entire culture has been ripped away from them and reshaped into something that horrifies them. There is one thing on that checklist. You are either going to stand up to these leftist, disgusting, cultural Marxist hordes who are ripping this country apart, or you can't lead it. There's not a second thing. There's not a, but what about this? Or, hey, I, I passed tax cuts. Or, uh, look, I'm really pro-life. Pro There's not a second thing. And that's not me personally saying that. I'm telling you, that's the mood on the right. You stand up against these hordes or you can't, you can't lead. You simply cannot do it. What happened here is quite simple. We know there's a Chamber of Commerce influence in Christy Nome's office. We know Amazon they had a big plant there. I believe it was 1,000 people already making threats to lead. 
We know the NCAA saying, we'll pull out of here. We won't put this tournament here. We won't put this tournament there. And so what we actually know is this. Christy Nome's phone started ringing off the hook with people, important people, telling her, don't do it. If you do it, we'll leave. Uh, uh, this is Bill over in this city. If you do it, they're going to pull the pull the tournament out of this town. We lose a million dollars. This is John with Amazon. I'm taking these thousand employees with me. This is this is Bob. I'm your big campaign donor, but I'm a big South Dakota University alum. If my university pulls out, you'll never have another fundraiser. And I know what happens because I've seen it before. You get enough of these people whispering in your ear, and soon you think to yourself, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, let me tell you something. This isn't about Christy Nome. This is about you, and this is about me. When I talk about the system, when I talk about these dirty scumbag communists owning every single cultural part of our society now, I mean it, and they do. You and I are now the counterculture. You and I are now the rebels. And that's actually the good news, because that can be a whole lot of fun. But, and this is a big, big, big but, Here's something we have to accept. This is an ideological war for the future of the United States of America. And in any ideological war, and real war, but ideological war, there are casualties. Casualties. The system is called the system because they own it all. They own the media, the education department. They own almost all the big corporations now. They own the entire Democratic Party, half the Republican Party. They own your church. They own the military. They own the FBI. They have it all. What I'm saying to you is this. If we, on the right, are going to blink every time the system says it's going to hurt us, we have no chance of winning. None whatsoever. We are going to take casualties in this. We're going to take financial casualties. We're going to lose this big corporation here, this big tournament there. People are going to lose jobs. They come for mine all the time. You never know. I may, I may not be here tomorrow. That's the way it goes. That's how it goes. But your choice is fight the war, accept you're going to lose some casualties, but try to win in the end, or, or just give up. I'll be honest with you. If you look at any communist system, anyone, where you know, a few people have taken the whole thing over, what they do then and now, they make it really, really, really nice to just be part of the system. Come on, it's fine. You get a better job. It's safer. Just, just... Just say men can become women. It'll be easier. It'll be safer. You're not, you're not going to lose that endorsement deal. And they make it hurt really, really, really bad to be outside of the system. It just comes down to that. You ever hear about these communist countries? East Germany is a great one where they had the Stasi that were out there rounding up political prisoners and things like that. But if you ever do any actual reading on it, what will really, really strike you is how many people within those systems were actually willing to sell out their own husbands, their own wives, their brothers, fathers, to the commies? Uh, uh, I, I heard my dad saying this, uh, send him here and cart him away. And you look at that and you think, oh my gosh, that's horrible. How could people do that? The truth is this. If you were a good little commie, you had better wages. You had better food. Maybe a color TV, a little better ride. Maybe a little coin in your pocket. Take your sweetheart out on Friday night. If you were going to oppose them, 
you end up in a dungeon with your fingernails pulled out. What I'm telling you is to be a countercultural rebel, as you and I are going to have to be, there's going to be pain that comes with that. Real life pain. It's coming. You, if we're going to shrink away every time Amazon dangles some jobs out there, we've already lost. You can choose to have a more comfortable life for yourself, and that's up to you. It's up to me. I've got to make that personal choice. You have to make that personal choice. You can go along with this disgusting rebuilding of our culture into something that's just horrid. You can go along with it, and your life will be easier. I promise it will. Or you can rebel. I choose to rebel. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. nwretention.com. That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. Home title theft is not a small thing. I need you to understand this. Since all this lockdown madness has started, 70%. That's the increase in cybercrime. 70%. This is cybercrime heaven for these guys. And your home, that home title of yours, is by far your biggest financial liability, most likely. And it's hanging out there. It's just online. It's nothing for these guys to hack into it, forge your signature on it, take a loan out against it. You have to pay it back. Not your home insurance, you do. Or you can spend tens of thousands of dollars on an attorney, on an attorney to try to unwind it. Good luck with that. Don't get burned like that. It's, it's easy to prevent it. All you need is home title lock. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Sign up. Use the promo code RADIO. Get 30 days for free. We'll be back. The system doesn't rest. And like I've talked about before, when you see the system going after your church, your military, your police force, they're not going after those things on accident. They're going after those things specifically because you admire them. You respect them. That's the way these leftists operate. I look at this bill in California. California bill proposes removing cops who express religious or conservative beliefs. I told you this was coming. I told you, and they're not going to stop at the cops either. Joining me now to talk about that and other things, a man who need, doesn't need any introduction on this show, Sheriff David Clark, and also author of a book, Cop Under Fire. Sheriff, I, I'm not surprised. Of course it's the cops. Of course it's the military. Of course it's the FBI. They, they came for the church. They're coming for everything we on the right have loved. 
Yeah, it's a very slippery slope. It's been going on for quite some time. This is nothing new. Law enforcement happens to be the low-hanging fruit for the left. This is really about the shredding of law and order and the rule of law in America. And as you know, the um, law enforcement officers on the front lines of protecting liberty and freedom through enforcing the laws as written by you know legislatures um, who are elected by citizens to fill that role. So, um, you know, the thing is with law enforcement, though, is, is it's kind of hard to fight back. Um, you know, what we, what we count on, I say we, you know, I spent 40 years in law enforcement, uh, culminating in being the elected sheriff of Milwaukee County. We count on people in elected positions, for example, to, to be our voice. And we used to be able to count on that, that, that the elected officials had the back of law enforcement officers, but that's not the case anymore. Sheriff, what has me worried because of exactly what you just said is that the good guys are going to leave. I know because my guys in the military are worried about it and they tell me it's coming. I'm worried about it happening with our police force, with our sheriff's departments. I'm worried about, yeah, the scumbags are going to stay. The guys who are really in there for the right reasons, do the right things, they're going to say, screw it, I'm not dealing with it anymore. Yeah, because it's not worth it. Look, you know, these men and women, they, they put on the uniform of their community. They go out to protect and serve, knowing, you know, it could be the last time uh, that they see the light of day, they might not return home. But they take that on willingly because it's worth it and somebody's got to do it. But now you look at the situation, I'll tell you what, cops didn't sign up for what's going on now, getting criminally indicted for stuff that they had no control over uh, when it happened. These political attacks, these politically motivated firings, if you will, these politically motivated criminal charges that's not what they sign up for so you're right people have options now it's going to be very difficult as time goes on to get the best of your community and that's what law enforcement's are they're the community's best it's going to be hard to find these people in the future uh, speaking of cops doing their jobs i saw this from bill de blasio and i i just i wondered about it they want police to investigate non-criminal hate quote Those who commit hateful but non-criminal conduct should be confronted by the NYPD, Bill de Blasio says. Quote, I assure you if an NYPD officer calls you or shows up at your door to ask ask about something you did, that makes people think twice and we need that. I think that has an educating impact on people. I think that has a sobering impact uh, what we need. Uh, what is a New York cop supposed to do? Like, uh, you've got a pension. You've got a wife at home, kids at home. You can't just drag up and leave. But how are you supposed to, in a good conscience, enforce something like that? Well, let's sort that out. There's a number of problems here. First of all, de Blasio's a straight-up cop hater. Uh, has no use for the NYPD. Has thrown them under the bus a number of times. But, you know, beyond that, what we're talking about when he mentions something like that, that's a police state. The police have to have lawful intervention in order to confront people, in order to stop them from moving about freely. They have to have this reasonable suspicion or probable cause. That doesn't uh, rise to that level like that. So, you know, if if it were me, I'm a citizen, and I have a cop stop me about something I said, first I'd say, uh, you're going to place me under arrest. If not, I'd like to go about my business. And that's kind of how you're going to have to handle it. But, you know, we shouldn't be using law enforcement. And, and these chiefs and sheriffs out there, they got to be very careful with this because they rely on the support and help of the public to solve crime, right? To solve crime and to solve, uh, solve disorder, acts of disorder. Without the, the community on your side, you're not, going to be, you're not going to be very successful at what you're trying to do. So 
you know, some of these chiefs and, and sheriffs are going to have to develop a backbone and stand up to these elected officials and say, you know what, it's not what's prescribed in our our, our rules and in our laws to intervene, uh, you know, in people's freedom of movement here in that way, and I'm not going to have my officers do it. Sheriff, the border situation is not getting better. It's not getting better anytime soon, and I don't... I don't know how this situation resolves itself. We have an absolute disaster down there, and the Biden administration, for political reasons, can appear to be anti-illegal. So how does this end? Well, first of all, uh, you know, there is no, it doesn't resolve itself. It can't. It was fixed. All right. President Trump fixed our problem of illegal immigration at at the southern border. Democrats come along, and they do what Democrats do. They wreck things. They break things. Go back to the 60s. They broke the black family with their war on poverty. You go back to the uh, to Obamacare. They wrecked the private health insurance industry. And then they come along with these supposed fixes like the war on poverty and like uh, Obamacare. And all that does is throw money after money after money down a black hole trying to solve these things. Poverty's gotten worse since the war on poverty, yet we spent about $20 trillion over the last half century to reduce it. People are still uninsured under Obamacare. Healthcare costs have risen. Again, they wrecked it. So you look at our southern border, it was fixed. They came along, they wrecked it. And then they'll propose uh, some fix for it, and it'll involve some two, three, four trillion dollar uh, package to fix what was already fixed at the southern border. And the... the uh, What's contained in the bill will have nothing to do with illegal immigration. It'll just go, it'll be, uh, you know, spending for their um, supporters and donors. So, you know, shame on on what's going on down there right now. The poor people of Texas, poor people of Arizona, California are having to deal with this thing. The United States Constitution, Article 4, Section 4, says that the federal government, in part, it says the federal government shall protect states from invasion. That's what this is. These caravans are an invasion, and they are not protecting these states from it, so the states are having to take this on themselves. God bless Texas. God bless Governor uh, Abbott for what he's doing down there. Sheriff, I get this question all the time, and I figure you'd be the perfect man to ask. People are scared right now because of everything you and I have laid out and other things about what's going on in this country. People on the right feel like their culture is being ripped up and remade into something they don't, they don't frankly want to live in anymore. What do, you, what do you tell people? Do you tell people to move, move to this state, move to this city, run for office, go to, go to the mountains and hide in a cabin somewhere? What, what's the Sheriff David Clark advice? Well, there's any number of things that people could do. But first of all, the rule is, rule one, I think, is be not afraid. All right, there are a number of things that people can do, but you got to fight back. You got to push back. You got to do so reasonably, but at the same time, you know, this whole fabric uh, of our country is being shredded by the left, uh, by the Democrats, by progressives, right in front of our face. The Constitution is being shredded, the rule of law is being shredded, and we're going to have to fight back. One of the ways you mentioned, you know, participate in elections, but, you know, elections don't solve everything, but it's one thing people can do. If you're in one of these states, yeah, get the hell out of there. Go to a state that's more friendly toward the Constitution, freedom and liberty. You know, so any number of things like that uh, or people could do. But the, the, the last thing I would tell people, don't cower. All right, don't curl up into a corner and, and feel helpless. Fight back, damn it. Amen. Sheriff David Clark, thank you, sir. I appreciate you. My pleasure. 
On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working on the cover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink, the guys come in, I'm gonna go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her a hundred dollars. If you're with the mob, I say, hey Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. All right, hear me now. If you're a veteran and you're hurting, I'm talking PTSD, traumatic brain injury, alcohol abuse, substance abuse. One, just to be totally frank with you, I've been there. I have been there. I have been fresh out of the Marine Corps, fresh back from Iraq, sitting in my apartment by myself. I didn't even want to talk to girls with all the blinds closed and the lights out drinking beer. I've been there. Am I proud of that moment? No, but I got out of it because I got help. Go get help. Warriors Heart Foundation is here to help you. And they have so many options and so many ways to help you. It doesn't mean you have to quit your job. They have inpatient. They have outpatient. They have all kinds of treatment options available for you. There's no shame in struggling. That's, that's just life. People struggle. The shame is if you won't get help. So if you're going through it, if you have a friend going through it, a family member going through it, it's time to call or go on the website. 866 that's 866-950-0636 or go to warriorsheart.com slash the first. That's warriorsheart.com slash the first. Get help. We'll be back. Don't turn off the TV. What you're about to see is not a repeat. I mean, I've done this before. But it's not a repeat, and I'll be honest with you, I'm going to do it again. I'm not going to let this go. Let's rewind a year ago. Coronavirus comes out. We see there's something going on in China. We're watching the news. Okay, all right, all right. Finally starts hitting America. And we get panic and panic and panic. We have doctors all over the television set. We have computer models saying millions of people are going to die. Everyone's going to die. And what did we do? What did we do? Did we calm down, stop, wait for the facts, examine the virus, figure out how it spreads, figure out who's affected, and go after it in a targeted, reasonable way? Or did we all run around screaming like Chicken Little, run home, build plastic bubbles for ourselves, completely destroy the small businesses in America, wreck the mental health of America's kids, cause substance abuse to go through the roof, child abuse, spousal abuse to go through the roof, just absolutely carpet bomb this society. Which, which route did we take? Oh, we chose the second route. And 
Remember, wear a mask, right? Lockdowns. Well, that's what the experts say. Lockdown. Of course you can't. Of course you can't open your restaurant. No, you have to close your small business. Oh, no, uh, Walmart can stay open. That's fine. Well, you, no, you're not essential. You have to shut down. That's how we stop coronavirus. Do you want everyone to die? Well, I'm sorry, that's not good enough. We've remade American society. I still have little stickers in the grocery store that tell me to stand six feet away from everybody. I can't walk five seconds without running into a bottle of hand sanitizer. I still have people driving around with masks on. I saw some guy yesterday with two masks and rubber gloves in his car by himself. So we've remade America's mind. We've remade America's mentality. So uh, I need accountability. Was that the right thing or wasn't it the wrong thing? Texas, Florida report fewer coronavirus cases than blue state New York despite no mask mandates. COVID data, this is state by state information. Here you go. This is daily case rate per 1,000. Texas, 94.6 new cases. Florida, 142.4. Again, remember, this is per 1,000. New York, 213.8. New York City alone, some of the strictest measures in the country, 260.6. So if everything we were told is the truth, if we remade American society based on science and the medical community and facts and being smart, if all that stuff is true, why aren't they dying in droves in Florida and Texas? Why are more people dying in the heavy lockdown places than they are in the places getting sunshine and exercise and people living their lives? Somebody please tell me. And don't do this thing. I'm not going to do this thing of, oh, just let it go. Oh, yeah, okay, we, we made some mistakes. No, absolutely not. I want accountability. I want somebody's head on the chopping block. Not literally. Probably multiple people. No, you do not get to absolutely carve through this society like a blowtorch through butter, and then at the end of it say, whoops, looks like I messed that one up. Whew, that social distancing stuff was dumb. Anyway, back to my medical job. Nope. I want medical licenses gone. I want government officials thrown in jail. And I'm not even trying to be over the top about this. I mean it all the way. If everything you and I have been told for a year is a lie, if we did this damage based on incomplete information and panic and lies, I want people in jail. I want people unemployed. That's how a real society would work. We have remade not just America. We have remade Western society. We're going to have on David Diebel on this show. He's currently living. He's a writer. He's living in Germany. You should hear what he has to say. This, this goes clear to Europe. Lock down this. Hide here. Hide there. Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci's the best. You remember what Dr. Fauci had to say, right? You remember? Oh, yeah. Did we make mistakes on lockdowns? You know, Hugh, I don't think so. I, I think the lockdown situation is really very complicated because there have been some states that said they locked down. And when you look at the actual, you know, tracking them on GPSs about how much they locked down, it isn't nearly as much as was claimed. In fact, they did a, a comparison of the European lockdown versus the United States lockdown. 
And they did it by GPS, how many people go to the stores, how many people go to the parks. And when Europe locked down, they locked down a heck of a more strictly than we did. And, and it has efficacy. You believe yeah. it worked? Yes, it does. I mean, it has efficacy in suppressing the outbreak, but it also, as you say, and I agree, has significant economic consequences. Hold on. Uh, by GPS? Who's GPS? What what is that supposed to mean? No, 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 Mr. Producer, I'm sorry. I want you to play that back again. I'm not going to let this go. Forget about Fauci taking no accountability for destroying the American economy. Forget about that for a second. Uh, I would have swore I just saw, if you look at it uh, on GPS, who's going to the supermarket? You know, Hugh, I don't think so. I, I think the lockdown situation is really very complicated because there have been some states that said they locked down. And when you look at the actual, you know, tracking them on GPS is about how much they locked down. It isn't nearly as much as was claimed. In fact, they did a, a comparison of the European lockdown versus the United States lockdown. And they did it by GPS. How many people go to the stores? How many people go to the parks? And when Europe locked down, they locked down a heck of a more strictly than we did. And, and, and it has efficacy. You believe yeah. it worked? Yes, it does. I mean, it has efficacy in suppressing the outbreak, but it also, as you say, and I agree, has significant economic consequences. Tracking them by GPS. But hey, you know, you know the accountability Dr. Fauci gets. Simon & Schuster is publishing a Dr. Fauci children's book. Of course, after throwing out the first pitch cover on Vanity Fair, now we get the Fauci children's book. That's the kind of accountability we get. Gosh. All right, enough of that nonsense. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad, don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint and your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two, be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. You trying to quit dipping? You trying to quit smoking? I have something for you. Or if you have a family or friend who's trying to quit. And I will tell you, as somebody who dipped for years, it does not help to nag at people. Have to quit. Why don't you quit? That's bad for you. You better quit. That, that doesn't help anybody. Don't give people problems. Give people solutions. Jake's Mint Chew is right there. It is tobacco-free. It is nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. It's actually good for you. And it's right there. They even have these little CBD pouches on top of all the long cut options that really help take the edge off. You're sitting at your desk at work, 
Want to go out for a smoke? Want to throw in a dip? Throw in one of these. It works. Trust me. Go to jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 20% off. We'll be back. Well, as you well know, we're big fans of the Babylon Bee on this show. So joining me now, David Diebel. He's a contributing writer to Ricochet and Babylon Bee, and he's also a man currently in Germany. First, I have to ask, David, why are you in Germany? Well, I married a German, and uh, we kind of like to, you know, live together. <laughs> you know, I've heard they love that. My wife wanted to move in together after we got married, too. I don't know what her problem is. Yeah, I don't know. It's a crazy thing of ours. We have kids, and it's just convenient, you know, living in the same country. Actually, we spend quite a time, quite a bit of time in the U.S. as well, but right now we're based in Germany or stuck here because of COVID. All right. Speaking of COVID, I, I wanted to bring that up to you. Tell me what the restrictions are like in Europe, because we get such a twisted view of the news when it comes to other countries here in America. I'm not there. Is it terrible in Germany? Is it great? What's it like? Well, it's pretty much... From what I can tell, because I obviously can't be in both countries at once, it's been pretty parallel uh, with the U.S. There's been some lag time, but now things are seem for the first time in a year to be going in different directions. Um, right now, we're, the lockdowns are increasing. Um, Easter is basically not going to happen. There won't be any you know, church services, anything like that. There's a lot of uh, vaccine skepticism in Europe and Germany. Uh, the supply is low. And, uh, you know, the rollout has been very poor and uh, people are kind of uh, down right now. David, there's a lot of vaccine skepticism here as well. I mean, shoot, the hospital workers won't take it. The, the military people won't take it. People don't want to take it. I haven't taken it. Why do you think that is? Where's that come from? Well, I think there's different reasons for different groups. I would say here in Europe, I think it permeates the political class, you know, whereas in the U.S. it tends to be uh, groups that, you know, private individuals, African-Americans, you know, have historic reason to to be skeptical about vaccines. But, you know, like regarding AstraZeneca, and now I know this is in the news now, Fauci's suggesting that maybe we shouldn't trust AstraZeneca. But, you know, here in Europe, the political class is kind of butting heads with the scientists and uh you know these worries about blood clots things like that but right now all of that's kind of academic because there's really no not enough vaccine to really be skeptical of uh, germany people don't understand exactly what it's like there all they know is the history books i'm not talking about all the ugly stuff but all they know is stuff they read about german history and german people the last time I was in Europe, there was a lot of resentment about the migrant situation and whatnot. Has that died down or is that still out there big time, especially for, you know, the nationalist types? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the party that, you know, the alternative for Deutschland, the so-called alt-right party that rose in response to uh, Merkel's decision to, you know, bring in all these Syrian immigrants and immigrants from Afghanistan, which constituted 1% of the German population. I mean, it's a huge Ooh. influx. Um, has, is now uh, under investigation. You know, in Germany, there are not the, this 
It's not the American system. We don't have, uh, you know, the total uh, First Amendment rights, freedom of expression, you know, entire political parties, you know, books can be banned. I mean, officially banned, not just, you know, made unavailable by big tech. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting. You can, I think you can still get uh, Mein Kampf on Amazon, uh, totally illegal in Germany. Whereas I'm sure you could get when uh, Harry became, when Harry becomes Sally or other uh, books in Germany. So it's kind of different that way. All right. Uh, how are how are we viewed over there? Joe Biden, country as a whole, and specifically when it comes to the coronavirus stuff, uh, maybe the border surge stuff. Because you, I'm genuinely curious about that. You don't. You only get the ugly American stuff from the American press, who hates us anyway. How are we viewed in other places? Well, it kind of depends who's in office. I mean, during the Obama era. Well, I'll go back. I you know when I. Uh, started coming to Germany, uh, George W. Bush was in office, hugely unpopular, deemed a warmonger. He's called all these terrible words. Um, then Obama comes into office and suddenly America's hugely popular again. Then Trump gets elected and then, you know, he's called everything that Bush was called. And then Trump is, you know, voted out of office and Biden takes over. So, I mean, it's quite literally, I don't mean to overstate it, a lot depends on which party controls the executive branch in the U.S. There's a huge political consensus in Germany. And that consensus is, you know, left of center. There's deemed to be a great threat from the right in Germany. And the attitude regarding the left is there's no enemies on the left. Oh, geez. okay. So that sounds very similar to the American system over here. All right, David, Babylon B, obviously you guys kill it with the satire, but you kill it consistently. And what I've said all the time about Babylon B is this. It's very, very, anybody can be funny once. Being consistently funny is difficult. So as somebody I consider to be a comedian, how do you stay consistently funny? Are you born with that? Do you have to stay plugged into certain things? Because I get these creative types that email me all the time. How do I do this? How do I do that? What's your answer for the guy who's trying to be funny consistently? Well, I think talent is probably overrated. I mean, when I started, I couldn't do anything. I didn't know how to write a joke or tell a joke. So at some point, you just kind of have to get out there. I mean, for me doing stand-up, my story's typical. I just started going out and doing open mics, and I finally developed that first five minutes of material, and I, I built my confidence that way. So now, especially with the lockdowns, social media um, kind of are, serve as open mics where you can throw material out there and you can see the response you get. Of course, a lot of things that I think are great, maybe don't get a great response. Other things which I think don't have, uh, think are gonna be that fantastic, get a huge response. You can't really tell. Ultimately, it's the audience that decides. But as for everything being funny, the truth is, you know, mostly the audience only sees the final product. If you could see everything that that comes into our minds, you probably wouldn't be all that impressed. Uh, it's on that same note when it comes to comedy. I, I, I Look, I hate communists for a lot of reasons, but I definitely hate this cultural Marxist crap we see in America now that is destroying, in my opinion, it destroys music, it destroys movies, and it has completely wrecked comedy. Even our late-night comedy shows. I mean, it used to be, I'm sure you remember, it was Letterman and Leno, and, and before yeah. that it was Carson and all these guys you could sit and they just kill. 
and now it's just a bunch of less left-wing goons making the same political points. It just wrecks everything. And I think the future of comedy is actually going to be right-wing comedy. Am I nuts? I think so. Uh, the left destroys everything that it touches. Uh, on YouTube recently, I was watching old Johnny Carson clips, and Ed was not there, so he had, uh, uh, I forget the band leader, sitting in. It's his sidekick, Doc. And they're talking about Doc's divorce, and he's th saying things about his ex-wife that I, I just can't believe it. It's been so long now, and it is hilarious. Mm. Uh, and now you've got the New York Times saying that, you know, the Babylon Bee is using uh, satire as, you know, a way to distract from, you know, as a cover for fake news. And it's unbelievable. But and comedians, regardless of their politics, hate it. Not all of them will admit it, but they hate this political correctness, this intersectionality, this sensitivity, this critical race theory. Um it is. It's becoming a partisan issue. I mean, a nonpartisan issue. It doesn't matter what your politics are. Comedians hate this 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 politically correct culture. David Diebel, everybody. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate what you do. Thank you, Jesse. We're not quite done yet. You ever removed a tree stump? You're about to learn from the master. Hang on. All right, that's enough ugliness for the day. It's time to admire greatness. You know we like to admire greatness on this show. That's why we admire me. <laughs> Quit. I'm kidding. You ever removed a tree stump? Well, let me tell you, you're an amateur. Here's the pro. guys are the best. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. Uh, these stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out.
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, U.S. service members and first responders who die or are catastrophically injured in the line of duty and homeless veterans. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us by the men and women who risked their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs walks and climbs a year and dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about America's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.